0: News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Masia Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Masia Show. Guys, if it sounds like I have been a chain smoker for the last couple decades, um, that is merely the mountain cedar. It is God's nature, uh, I guess, I don't know, instituting its wrath on me. But ultimately, I'm still coming to you because we are in the middle of a fight. And this week is the first week of the legislative session. And last week was an incredible week for conservatives at a national level. So we're going to break down that a little bit and then talk about what we should be looking at this week as the Texas legislature kicks off. I am really excited because I'm going to be joined by Congressman Keith Self here um, and asking him just a couple questions. Now, Keith Self is one of the incoming Republican freshmen in in Congress from Texas. He is coming from the Collin County area, but he is one of the three Texas congressmen that stood up and held the line and said, we will not back Speaker McCarthy until he makes – meaningful rules changes that will actually fix the broken system of Washington, D.C. and change the way we do business for the people that we serve, for our constituents, for the people of our country. The exciting thing to think about is that if you were to rewind eight years ago, none of those three men would be currently in Congress, Chip Roy, Michael Cloud, Keith Self, none of them would be congressmen. So for those of you who have heard me talk about the growing momentum of conservatism in Texas, this is yet another example of that being the case. You have these men who have stepped up really in recent history, have gotten elected and have now gone to Washington, D.C. and said, we will not rubber stamp the status quo leadership of the Republican Party who has failed – Our nation. They failed the people that voted for us. They failed the people that worked hard for us to get here to Congress. They failed us and we're not jumping on board. As soon as you get elected to Congress, you are very quickly told that you have to stay in line. The most important thing for you to understand for the establishment to beat into your mindset is that Here are the rules of the playground that you've just found yourself in, the sandbox. And if you break these rules, we will do everything we can to make sure you are ineffective. For a freshman like Keith Self to show up early on and at the beginning step up and actually start saying, no, I'm not going to just fall for this is incredible and something we should all be very excited about. So I'm going to have Congressman Self here. Uh, We are going to have a discussion with him about this last week and then I'm going to come back and talk to you about the Texas House of Representatives. Well, I am so glad that Congressman himself took just a few minutes out of his busy day here in Washington, D.C., getting used to all the ropes, finding the bathrooms, as they say freshmen often have to do, and learning the hallways to just come on and have a brief conversation with us. congressman himself, uh, I, along with I think thousands of Texans, were really encouraged when we saw you, along with 19 of your Republican colleagues, basically decide to take a stand last week that caused you to be largely criticized by a lot of conservative commentators, by news outlets, who constantly said that they didn't feel like y'all were accomplishing anything, which is something that conservatives often get criticized for. But what we have now seen in some of the aftermath is that we have a rules package that is going to make Congress function far more like it has in the past, and far less like it did under Speaker Pelosi's time. And so I wanted to ask you to come on to explain in layman's terms what some of these reforms are and how they will actually impact the average citizen?
1: That's a great question, Luke. Um, Congress is, the House of Representatives is where all spending starts, by the Constitution. Uh, So we just need to understand that uh, we have returned authority to the regular members of Congress, like me. I'm not gonna be in leadership. I'm not a committee chairman. I am a freshman. And under the Pelosi regime, there haven't, well, long before Pelosi, there has not been an, an amendment on the floor for six years. The regular members of Congress have had very little say so. They show up for the final vote and that's all they've been doing. But you asked me about the average uh, citizen on the street in CD3 north of Dallas. Uh, I will tell you, government spending is the central issue of this Congress. Mm. Because just since I retired from the military in 20, uh, in nineteen nineteen, just those 23 years, um, I will tell you, the national debt has gone from $10 trillion to $31 trillion. In those few years, Uh, and it's the uh, line is almost vertical uh, on the national debt. So there are several of these uh, rules that will get at that. Um, We've got points of order that have been restored on various budget uh, uh, bills. We've got a supermajority now that must be in place for a tax increase. We're using the FY 2020 uh, fiscal year as the baseline so all of those will the average citizen will see those in effect when we reduce government spending uh, and then over the years over the baseline years in the future
0: uh, we'll start to see that come down oh that that's a really good explanation i know that when the i tell people when when you show up, show up to a legislative body and you're a freshman one of the things that Many Republican lawmakers do is as they kind of try to make sure that you are, you know, you're at the bottom of the food chain. That's why you're called a freshman, right? <laughs> as opposed to somebody who's been there maybe a lot longer. You even alluded to it. You know, you're not going to be a chairman of a committee. You're not going to be high up within the leadership pecking order. Uh, when you show up to Congress, I mean, I, I have friends that I know very closely who recently were sworn in as freshmen as well, and they opted mm-hmm. against siding with the 20 of y'all as you push for, what was your thought process? At what point did you realize or decide that this was a fight that was worth having? This was a fight worth participating in. I just would love to hear your thought process on that. It actually was the Sunday before we convened
1: on Tuesday, Hmm. whatever that date was. And we were on a conference call, a Republican conference conference call. And I heard some verbiage that led me to believe that the rules that had been agreed to up to that point were not believed in by the majority of my conference. And those were the comments that solidified my thought that I must take a
0: stand. Well, I really appreciate the stand you took. And I think it's interesting that you you do say that because we saw some different congressmen coming out saying they're not sure where they stand on on these various different issues or maybe implying that some of these were already agreed upon. But the reality is that as I think one of the things we appreciate about your perspective, Congressman Self, and I just want to encourage you in this, is that a lot of congressmen run and, and on the campaign trail that tell people, you know, Washington's broken. It's not doing what it needs to do. And then they get there and very quickly just become part of the natural flow of things. And there's a very strong current pushing people in a, in a general direction. So thank you so much. I wanted to thank you for visiting us for a few minutes, explaining some of these different things, but also your willingness to show up and actually start voting as if you believe um, that maybe Washington is a little broken, right? Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? And for you, I think we've seen that this week and I hope to see more of that throughout the rest of session. Can you leave us with this? Tell us uh, what are what is one thing that you're most excited about working on now that you're uh, kicking off your time as a freshman congressman?
1: It's the national debt and the southern border. I have to say, too, it's the national debt and the southern border, because I think those are the two existential threats we have for our republic. Uh, if we don't get those two uh, squared away, uh, I think we're we're in trouble. We've got to uh, start the, to change the trajectory of the national debt. We've got to enforce the border.
0: Congressman Self, thank you for your service, sir. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me,
0: Luke. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and I'm grateful that Congress himself came on and joined us for a few minutes in his second week in the halls of Congress. So by the time you're listening to this, it will literally be the first day of the legislative session or if you listen to this later in the week, the legislative session will have already kicked off. It starts on the 10th, Tuesday, and the first thing they will do is vote for speaker of the house. And Tony Tinderholt is currently running against Dade Phelan, who is the sitting speaker. So the question is, what are we to take away from this race? And I think it's actually quite simple. What Tony Tinderholt has done is he has made sure that this legislative session from start to finish is about whether or not the Texas legislature is going to deliver a bold conservative agenda in 2023. And this is why a lot of people didn't want him to run because normally there's not – a super contentious race for speaker, at least in recent history, with Dennis Bonnen and with Dade Phelan. The new regime that has taken over since Joe Strauss has not had to deal with members ever owning their leadership. What that means is that they have been able to basically say, I'm the leader. You're all voting for me. It's not a big deal. And now the House is going to do whatever the House is going to do. And what Tony Tinderholt did was he stepped up and said, I did that last session. And this session, I'm actually making sure that we have someone running for speaker, which is myself, who actually supports having a bold conservative agenda and who believes we shouldn't be empowering all of these Democrats. Democrats who will use every ounce of power that Dade feeling gives them to kill conservative bills. And it's not just the leverage as a committee chair over the policy that's now in their committee, but it's also the threat that they then pose to every Republican that has legislation in their committee. They now have leverage over this person. If I don't like you, if you do things that make me not like you, I can kill all your bills. Stay in line. And these are really key tools to Dade Phelan that he needs to keep conservatives in check in his chamber. So Tony Tinderholt has said, hey, I'm going to be really clear. I'm not going to threaten members and I actually support the rule that says that Democrats shouldn't chair committees and I actually believe that Republican legislative priorities deserve a vote on the floor. And it is going to be no surprise to people when Dave Phelan is reelected. But from day one, the question that the Texas House needs to ask itself is, are we ready to deliver a bold conservative agenda? I will tell you, I don't know a single outside or inside observer of the legislature that would contest that the current Texas House of Representatives and the current leadership in the Texas House of Representatives intends to deliver a bold conservative agenda this session. And so this week, you will see two things transpire. You will see a race for speaker. Followed by, a couple days later, a debate on the rules of the Texas House. The rules are going to be another interesting debate to watch. Now, normally the rules would be debated on Thursday the 12th. And that is going to be another thing that's going to be interesting to see because the Republican Party of Texas and a lot of other conservative groups have actually organized carpools and buses to come to the Capitol to participate in watching the rules pass on the 12th. And so there is a chance that if Speaker Phelan is elected, that he and his team will move to try to debate the rules on a day other than the 12th, even though that would normally be when they would debate those issues. They might try to delay it so that they don't have to deal with hundreds of Republican activists in the Capitol the day some of them intend to vote with the Democrats to stop conservative rules changes. We will bring you next week a breakdown of the speaker's race and the rules changes and the rules debate and really what we glean from them. Leadership matters. And while many state representatives would prefer to not have any speaker election, it is true that you should choose your leaders wisely. And when you choose a bad leader and get a bad result, you're part of making that decision. And these are things that the elites have tried to dissuade conservatives from for decades. They believe that you pick whoever is next in line. Joe Strauss, then Dennis Bonin, Dade Phelan. And then once someone's in power, you have to continue to support and endorse their leadership. That's how you're allowed to keep playing in the sandbox. And every session, there are a couple members who say, we're not going to play by your rules. And the impact they have during the legislative session far outweighs the majority of their colleagues. And so this week is actually a really, really important week. And it will set the tone and pace for what we need to be a really, really conservative session. God bless you and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.